Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The T-Biz Podcast delivers T-News that you need to know. A recap of the week's major headlines with commentary and cultural trends hosted by Dan Bolton. It is the voice of origin for tea professionals and enthusiasts worldwide. The tea industry merits more nuanced coverage than a mere recitation of production volumes and commodity prices. Each week, the T-Biz podcast recaps global developments, presenting a mix of news and features with the greatest impact on the tea industry. Pairing the T-Biz podcast with the more inclusive T-Biz blog and Tea Journey magazine, is innovative and interactive, permitting listeners to conveniently contact reporters at Origin to ask questions that are answered via text messages delivered privately to their phone. Welcome. Here are the headlines. Tea History Collection Unveiled. Indian Commodities Logjam Thirst undertakes a human rights analysis in tea, and a series of big quakes rattle Yunnan. More in a minute, but first, this important message. Avani empowers rural women practicing sustainable agriculture, including tea and crafts, such as weaving with natural fiber and plant-based dyes. Up in the towering Himalayas. Kuman is one of India's oldest tea regions. Today, we raise our cups in the name of Avani Kuman, a nonprofit dedicated to strengthening farming communities. Cheers to a brighter future for all. To donate, visit avani-kuman.org. An extensive private collection of historical tea artifacts and Modern facilities for meetings and tea research were unveiled on International Tea Day by Tea Ambassador Mike Bunston, OVE. The Tea History Collection, located in Banbury, Oxfordshire, in the DCS Group Complex, is the inspired work of entrepreneurs Denny Short, OVE. The facility, valued at £100,000, is open by appointment to tea-related organizations and academia. It is equipped with a tasting bar, high-speed internet, archive cabinets, a video conference room, and work areas. Short, who founded DCS in 1994, grew up on a tea estate in Assam. Quote, We do not believe there is anything like this in the world, says Short. We have items from Plantation House, now demolished, which was where the London Tea Auction was held. The collection of more than 500 items includes teas, books, and sample cabinet with 200 tins containing teas dating to 1904. The collection will be maintained as a non-profit. Learn more on the TBS blog. 
50,000 people in West Bengal are homeless this week due to a tropical cyclone that halted air traffic and port activity in Calcutta. Every link of India's tea supply chain is under stress. Restrictions to stop the spread of COVID-19 are once again limiting the number of harvest workers in the gardens and reducing by half staffing at factories processing tea while simultaneously forcing the cancellation of tea auctions, delaying transport, and causing local warehouses to overflow. Truckers essential to transporting tea were virtually halted last year, and while many delivering tea to cities face delays due to curfews that prevent unloading at night, local transport is much less problematic in 2021. The weak link in the commodity supply chain during the second wave are buyers who cannot easily judge what quantities are required for manufacturers and to meet varying retail demand. For example, Kochi-based spice supplier Kishore Shamji told the Hindu business line that a lack of buying interest from masala manufacturers in upcountry markets has affected the sale of almost all spices, including pepper, cardamom, ginger, nutmeg, and cloves. Meanwhile, traders worry that the tea they purchase to send overseas will experience costly shipping fees and delays. Last year's first wave dealt urban areas the hardest blow, but in 2021, it is rural areas that suffer. Business Insight. In India, as in many countries, mandatory lockdowns and health concerns have accelerated sales of tea. A survey of 22,000 rural small market stores known collectively as Karana revealed a 140% increase in tea sales. Sales of hand sanitizers that appeared near the top of the list last year are flat but sales of soap increased by 50%, according to Store King. Pest and mosquito repellent experienced a 200% increase, and comfort snacks and biscuits are up 83%. The International Roundtable for Sustainable Tea, known as Thirst, announced a three-year program to analyze basic human rights in the tea industry. Founder Sabita Banerjee objects to quote, rights assessment, end quote, which have a negative connotation. She favors an impact analysis. The program will document conditions for workers and farmers and identify problems, quote, but more importantly, what can be done to address these problems, she said. The first step is to consolidate existing research and then conduct in-depth studies where there are gaps, providing a global picture of the interdependencies of tea. Read more on the TBiz blog. Three major earthquakes and hundreds of aftershocks damaged 14,000 structures, killed three people, and seriously injured 28 in Yunnan province last week. The first in the series struck Dali, located near the heart of the tea-growing region. That deadly 6.0 magnitude quake on Tuesday was followed Friday by a much stronger 6.4 quake 
that damaged homes and forced rescuers to pull several people from under debris. Five hours later, a 7.4 Tembler located in adjacent Yangbai rattled Yunnan again. The steep mountainous region, subject to landslides, is jittery about quakes. In 2008, a 7.9 earthquake centered in Sichuan province killed 87,000 people. Arvinda Anantharaman in Bengaluru reports on this week's India Tea Price Auctions. India Tea Price Report for the week ending 22nd May 2021. In the week leading up to the second International Tea Day, lockdown logistics took center stage as several tea regions are under lockdown to contain the COVID pandemic. The Kochi Tea Trade Association has asked the transport of auctioned tea from trading centers be allowed. While tea has been classified as essential commodity and is exempt from restrictions, there seems to be some confusion owing to lack of clarity in what is allowed or not. With further lockdowns in the Nilgiris this week and non-availability of people to load the vehicles to transport tea, things remain chaotic. At the moment, sale 21 auctions across the country look likely to be cancelled or postponed. Prices for sale 20. In the north, Siliguri auctions saw good demand for CTC leaf and dust from regional packeteers and blenders. Tata Consumer Products has been active here. In Kolkata, Orthodox tea saw good sale with 98% sold. Of the Darjeelings on offer, about 83% were sold. Gohati saw a marginal increase in prices for all teas. Gohati Auctions saw some handmade tea from Birjora, which sold for about 350 rupees. A limited edition Imperial Oolong from Dumni Tea Estate sold for 1,502 rupees. And three invoices of whole leaf green tea from Arunachal's Moling Tea Estate sold for over 400 rupees. In the south, Kunur was most active in sales with the highest volume on offer for any auction centre for the year 2021. About 2.4 million kilos was on offer, but about 56% was sold. Dust still remains most sought-after category here. 109 kilos of green tea was on offer, but did not find takers. Kochi saw good demand for orthodox leaf with 83% sold as exporters to CIS and Middle East lent fair support. About 75% of CTC leaf was picked up with the major packeteers being the main buyers. Compared to sale 19, good Nilgiri leaf saw marginally higher prices. Supply Co and InkoServe continue to be top buyers to meet the demand for distribution of essentials in food kits. And now, a word from our sponsor. Q-Trade Teas works with tea purveyors at every scale, from promising startups to the world's largest multinational beverage brands in the hot, iced, and bottled tea segments. With U.S.-based formulation, blending, and packaging services, Q-Trade can help you innovate, scale up, and grow your specialty tea brand. For more information, visit our website, QTradeTeas.com. TBiz this week travels to Nepal to meet Asha Bhandari, the newly named International Trade and Promotion Executive at the Himalayan Tea Producers Cooperative. And then to the North Carolina campus of Wake Forest University to learn from student William Liu on why ancient teas and rituals retain their appeal with young people. Nepal's tea industry reported record sales in 2020. 
the fabled tea land is growing greater quantities and greater varieties of loose and broken leaf teas, thanks to a government-initiated expansion of the industry to high-altitude gardens in non-traditional growing areas. Rural agrarian entrepreneurs are redefining offerings for an international market thirsty for the distinct taste of Himalayan-grown oolongs, white teas, and premium black whole leaf. In this segment, Arvinda Anantharaman introduces Asha Bandari, newly named to promote trade at the Himalayan Tea Producers Cooperative, a consortium of all Orthodox tea producers established in 2003. Asha Bandari is the International Trade and Promotion Executive at Himkok Nepal, the marketing platform for producers of Orthodox tea. Previously, she was with the International Trade Center working on a sustainable map project when she was invited to take over this role at Himkop. Here she speaks to us about her plans for Himkop and what she sees as strengths, challenges and opportunities for Nepal's tea industry. You've recently taken charge of trade and marketing for Himkop. What challenges and opportunities does it present you with? We have good quality tea, but we need to focus more on marketing, pricing and our strategy to promote it in the international market. In Nepal, there are mostly SMEs, farmer-based production, strong factories, but we cannot call them a very strong in terms of capacity or uh, the production, but strong in terms of the quality of tea that, that they make. And it's, it's growing. It's growing every day. People are more uh, focused into orthodox tea than CTC. And even in orthodox, there are varieties of tea that we, uh, Nepal has wulong, black tea, white tea. And what I'm seeing right now, is many young tea planters who are involved in tea industry or who have started in the tea industry, they are more focused into the creativity, putting creativity on tea, like one of our factory does, Pativara. He's a young factory and they are playing with the taste of tea and the process of tea. And that has actually been a good uh, output. After taking this role, the first thing I was excited about was to explore more SMEs, you know. We have 20 to 26 uh, producers at Himkup, but it's my future plan to include more SMEs and go to the farmers on their field, taste tea, convince them that they have potential marketing outside the country and in export. So I was excited about to, uh, you know, include more of the SMEs. We have good teas, but the farmers are unaware about the pricing, about the packaging or invoicing, even about the exim code. So I was excited to give that information to them and teach them or at least help them how at least be able to export in near future. The position and the pressure that it's on my shoulder to sell the teas. At the starting point, I really felt a little bit worried if as an organization, we are not able to match up the sales of last year or the work that we've been doing last year. But I think it's with every industry. So I have calmed down myself now. <laughs> How has this year been so far? Well, first plus was good, but not as much as it used to be like 
in the years that I've been in entity oh. because there was hellstone okay <laughs> in the first plus so a few of our producers were sharing that how the hellstone destroyed their Tea, especially the bud and uh, it's been good so far it's been good so far but yes there are situation and complications and are you expecting a good second flush with the weather and i am hopeful about that i'm hopeful about that while i'm talking about the situation is only 20 to 30% where 70% are doing good mm. and uh, second flush i'm more looking for the white teas actually because uh, that has good price and good market value we have specific buyers small buyers for white tea and they've been in questioning and inquiring about the white tea how does himco play a role in the larger nepal tea industry it was officially started in 2003 himco is basically established as a joint marketing agent for the tea producers common marketing platform because at that time uh, like no matter how much factory is doing well but standing alone to export comes a lot of with problems and a lot of i mean one cannot afford to stand alone and export tea yeah. right now there are few factories that 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 has been they have been doing that but 20 years back it was a himco was a thing because it jointly used to do marketing for them the lot of teas has been sold from himco so it was established to promote nepali tea nepali orthodox tea and organic tea in international market himcup works on a cooperative model so they are member of himcup and they've been sending us the every season sample and we've been forwarding it to our buyers searching buyer for them and that's how we work and even last year even there was a covid situation and we as a organization did not stop because of the covid and we kept uh, providing samples to our buyer and last year was the highest sales of himcop in this entire 20 years or 18 years of its establishment would you say nepalti as a brand has been established what do you hope to see himcop do in this space i would say it's mm. on the process mm. established not yet long way to go but I think for now for the factories that we are selling for the buyers they are buying has it has already been established but for the new market I would not say the whole in the whole tea world market most of them knows about it but few of them are unaware about it in terms of buyers they do recognize Nepal as being very good in weather or in the process they do expect that if it's from nepal it will be good and you know the and for himcup i want to take it as a settle or establish as a marketing brand in the future william lu is a 20 year old sophomore at wake forest university so inspired by tea that he and his classmates established the World Tea Association on campus and online. The group offers tea discovery and tasting sessions weekly and hosts occasional tea panels with presentations by tea professionals, scholars, and tea explorers. 
The events bring together many who are new to tea, says William. Quote, we aim to redefine the tea experience through an interdisciplinary approach and expose the true leaf to a greater audience, end quote. In this discussion, he describes why tea appeals to young people and explains his view that tea learning is ongoing. The tea journey has no destination, he says. It involves only intention and lifelong learning. Thanks for joining us on the podcast, William. How did you first discover fine tea? My family, my mom's side is from Yunnan, but my mom only started drinking tea like in the recent few years, and I only started drinking tea like a year ago. The inspiration why I started it was that after a trip back to China about a little over a year ago, I was exposed to uh, Gongfu tea. My mom brought me to different various tea shops in Chengdu and Yunnan. And it was for me, for me personally, it was a way to connect with my cultural root. Growing up in Canada as a Chinese Canadian, that wasn't something that I was really aware of. And so I found a greater appreciation for this culture through tea. And I realized that tea is so much more than a drink. I realized that this type of brewing and also single origin tea isn't common at all in, in the West. I really wanted to share with my fellows at on campus. And that's what led to the creation of World Tea Association. What is it about tea that appeals to young people? A few things that really captures uh, the attention of young people for tea is that, one, it's new. It's very new for a lot of young people. Also, the nature of tea is that it's very healthy. And the trend with, with our current generation of young people right now is that we are becoming much more aware of what we are putting into our body. In other words, we're becoming a, a lot more health conscious and we're seeking mindful practices. Tea is one of those things that provides that experience um, that perhaps tea bags might not be able to do. Quality tea allows this experience where you can really sit down and reflect on life and become more mindful with the tea. And as our society right now is growing a lot more diverse and globalized, um, people are seeking different cultures and people are, are seeking new ways to do things that might be different from what they're accustomed to. And also with COVID, especially with COVID, I, I've seen a lot of more young people get into tea because with COVID, we have everyone has been forced to reflect and isolate and pretty much contemplate about our lives. And tea came into the picture as the perfect thing and the perfect activity to practice mindfulness and to become much more aware of ourselves. Are they also drinking herbals and tea songs? A lot of my friends, they consume a lot more of the tea sands and herbal teas mainly for the factor of helping them to calm. And also, I've noticed a lot of them also drink, for example, chamomile to help to help sleep at night, um, to get in the mood to level down. These teas usually are a lot more floral. So people like the scent. People like the sweetness of it. And that's what attracts them. Talk to me about the appeal of bubble tea. We don't have a lot of bubble tea shops. I do notice that bubble tea... Is certainly becoming, it's already really big. And a lot of people do gravitate towards bubble tea. 
a lot of people do gravitate towards bubble tea because one, it's accessible. It's also very sweet. And that's one of the things that bubble tea has that attracts a lot of people. It's a way for them to bond and to connect together. Um, Similarly to how we have Gong Fu tea as a way to socialize and to discuss what's going on in our lives. Bubble tea has that same purpose with a lot of people our age. What can tea professionals do to bring more young people into the tea community? Yeah, I think the best way for tea professionals to to bring more young people into the tea community is is essentially just through exposure, um, reaching out to universities, your local cities, and establishing you know collaborations with these various groups and organizations. But what I see right now is that a lot of people have not been exposed to it. But once they do become exposed to it, it's something that a lot of people gravitate and become interested in. And so I would say tea professionals can certainly reach out to young people that they know. I noticed that some local tea shops, they would host weekly nights playing chess and tea. So people can come in and they would sit down and they would they will play some chess and while they're playing chess, they will be exposed to the environment in the tea shop and the tea they will consume will be the tea from the tea shop. Intrigued by what you heard in today's podcast? Would you like to learn more from our global network of tea biz journalists and tea experts? Contact them directly through subtext private message-based platform. Avoid the chaos of social media and start a conversation that matters. Subtext message-based platform lets you privately ask meaningful questions of the tea experts, academics, and tea biz journalists reporting from the tea lands. You see their responses via SMS texts, which are sent direct to your phone. Visit our website and subscribe to Subtext to instantly connect with the most connected people in tea. Remember to visit the TBiz website for more comprehensive coverage. That's www.t-bizbiz.com. Thanks for listening. Farewell till next week. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.